0: This is Amanda,
1: and this is Chris, and And this this is Vocal Perspective.
0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Vocal Perspective. We are back with a very special guest. I am very excited to have her. She's been, again, on my list since the very beginning, but here she is, episode 98. I I keep very long to-do lists. If you know me, that's just how I exist. But our guest today is Rachel Bear. You might know her from Aurora, and if you haven't been keeping up with things, maybe Sonos. But (laughs) Rachel, we're so excited to have you here today. How are you?
2: I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. I I had no idea that you had me on the list of yes. your like <laughs> your first list. That's so nice. I'm so I feel very honored. Yeah, Thanks. and you know we put the list a
0: little bit on pause during the whole pandemic because it was just hard to talk about singing. And when you know we're like, I don't. Th-
1: yeah, it's hard to talk to people who are like <laughs> yeah doing anything yeah talking this about not doing anything. I love makes this me time off to dream about my <laughs>
0: talents. Like it's just... well, let's go back to the before times, the before um... times before four times. Yeah. <laughs> so how did you get into all of this? When did you have that moment of this is, you know,
2: I'm going to try this out. And then this is what I want to do. Well, I have really have been singing my whole life, which I'm sure a lot of people say, I've been singing my whole life. But my family's very musical. My mom sings, my dad sings, they both play piano and guitar, and my brothers and sisters all sing, so it's like, it was sort of... You didn't of really... Have but exactly. It was like the Von Trapp family singers. Exactly. I didn't have a choice. Competition, the only way they'll get noticed is if you're better than other people in the family. When I was growing up, my family was very into classical music. I mean, they were like sort of into folk, but then they were like, oh, I don't know, maybe, maybe just more classical. That's that's like more. <laughs> that I mean, that's the real style. music. I, I suppose that's the real music. So I was studying classical music, studying opera, a lot of like German leader. So in my brain, a cappella was of the chapel, no instruments, but sort of choral ensemble. I had no idea that it was singing pop songs and there was vocal percussion, beatboxing. I was like, what?
1: So it's very similar in my world. I was always like, oh, once you didn't have a piano playing with you, you really made it. Like you were saying you were a good choir. Once you just sang with no piano accompaniment, you're like, well, we're doing the real music now. And that's how I felt acapella was, but I was a barbershopper too. So I had this little weird voice in the back going, but there's (laughs) also us. I'm from Indiana. So then Straight No Chaser pops up and I'm like, who are they? What are they? Doing, but I still was very much in the oh, it's just when you put right the heart exactly. Choir. I
2: can totally relate to that. I was funny that you mentioned barbershop because that was the next thing I was going to say. There was a, no way um, that
1: never happens, I quite, know. quite rare. <laughs> I mean, I
2: wasn't in a women's barbershop, but we can change that. The high school I went to, we had like a show choir that was I don't know if it was really a show choir. It was, my school was very small, so it was a musical option. I had I'm from Oklahoma, oh, nice, and I went to a small classical christian school called saint augustine academy there were 15 people in my graduating class oh man exactly there it, is. it was like there it very is. small and so i was like one of the founding students and in like seventh grade and seventh and eighth grade were combined and there were four of us. so nice very small you a barbershop
1: quartet there you were <laughs> yeah,
2: literally yes exactly there was a lady there mrs post who actually she recently passed away lord love her may she rest in peace and she was a fiery lady She was very fiery and really believed that everybody could sing. It didn't matter if you were tone-deaf, everyone can sing, blah, blah, blah. You know, she was determined. And Actually, later in high school, I did have a, who is one of my best friends, she did have some tone deaf issues, corrected them through basically vocal ear training, which I don't know if that's the case for everyone, but Mrs. Post was driven on that philosophy. And she, full of this fire, started this little show choir. And of course, there was nobody around. There, There was maybe 30 people in the whole school at all. It ended up being a women's quartet and my sister was in it and then Two of my friends were in it obviously two of my friends there were 30 people in the school yeah we were i all think friends. everyone was friends <laughs> yeah Yes. Yeah. i hope so too that would have been devastating if we weren't oh my god so that was probably really my first exposure if i'm thinking correctly acapella music. Because I think up to that time, I'd really only done like church choirs. And a lot of times they're not really at the level of cool, we're going to play without the piano now. And I'm sorry, I'm kind of getting I didn't realize that until just now and that she passed away a few days ago. I'm like, Oh, my God, just her starting that group sent me on a whole life trajectory so i'm i bet money she didn't miss a single step of it
1: because teachers like that they keep their eyes open and they know the kids that it was just as big of a moment for her i bet as it was for you so i hope you know that
2: i hope i don't know i really have no idea if she kept (laughs) up with me because when i did move to los angeles i think a lot of people kind of thought because I'm from a very like buckle of the Bible belt place. They were like, Oh, God, she's falling off the deep end. She's crazy. <laughs> yes. I'm not sure how closely my career has been followed. And I also have not. I haven't been one to like come home and get a like you know, get a key to the city declare what I'm doing from the rooftops and the mountains. Make sure they put all of your accomplishments in the small
0: daily newspaper or Yeah,
2: exactly. No, I definitely neither of my parents are like that. I just don't come from a family that's like that. So, that's a thing obviously that I could maybe have a boost in any type of social media presence cuz till this day I'm still like I don't really tell anybody what I'm doing. So hopefully she saw something and was like, I made her get on that acapella path." So Mrs. Post, thank you up with the angels. She really got me on that journey. But I I didn't realize that. And I'm just putting it together. Most people in this community
0: see Rachel. Oh, LA Rachel in this very cool electronic originals a (laughs) cappella group. Wait, wait, her roots are in Oklahoma at a very small Christian school. So
2: yeah, that's right. So yeah, after that, I was in that show choir and did the high school musicals or whatever. Not the show or the the movie or whatever, but later. Isn't actually-
1: that so confusing to be able to say to your, because I tell my children, I'm like, oh, I did high school musicals and my kids are like, you, which character are you? I'm like, no, stop like, it. Oh. Like sound of music doofus. Like yeah, exactly. Musicals. They're like, school. oh, like yes.
0: girlfriend.
2: Girlfriend.
0: Are there ones. Yeah.
2: Sure. I, I my 10 year old boy God, for you. Yes. very. Yes, right. And he'll, yeah, he'll understand when he's older when it gets to high school. Basically, long story short, I moved to LA thinking I was going to pursue classical music because I had been performing with the Tulsa Opera at home, you know, when I was living in Oklahoma. And I really enjoyed it. And I was in a lot of these shows. and I was like, oh my God, this is so fun. And then I moved to LA to kind of pursue that. And I was walking home one day and I had just moved. It, school had just started. And this girl that I lived with in the same, essentially a dorm, but it was like off-campus living, but it was it was basically a dorm. She was like, hey, there's, I would like leaving campus. And she was like, Hey, there's a bunch of acapella auditions going on. You should totally try out. And I was like, okay I mean yeah I should do some kind of singing something and again in my brain I'm like acapella yes the chapel or like show tunes what I had been exposed to so I was like okay so this is like some kind of barbershop thing might as well go check it out so then I walked down the halls and people are singing pop songs beatboxing I was like I know if I know what this is I'm not sure I auditioned for a group that no longer exists I think I did some like old show tunes barbershop song and then came out and I was like I don't think this is what I'm supposed to be singing so then I <laughs> changed to a different song that and I didn't really listen to because again I'm studying classical music so all I was steeping myself in operas and Italian art songs and German art songs and I saying oh my god but I did kind of listened to the oldies station and like some rock. I was like, well, I can't sing. I'm not going to sing Nirvana for these people. This is ridiculous. <laughs> but I knew some oldies and so I sang Rescue Me. I auditioned for three groups, two with Rescue Me. I auditioned for the SoCal Vocals and Reverse Osmos. And I got into both. I was the first person who had gotten to both of these groups. Oh, oh my goodness. <laughs> I know. Even little oh. old me,
1: Miss Rookie Acapella <laughs> knows SoCal Vocals. Even I know that.
2: Yeah, well, I had no idea who they were because a couple nights previously had like. Like seen a little bit of a like a show they were having on campus, but I had missed the vocals. I didn't see them perform. That they were like hosting, they performed. Guys, cars, her
1: life sounds and... like Pitch Perfect. It's like the
2: script, it's <laughs> it's kind, kind of ridiculous. So I love <laughs> this. And I she
1: showed up with her little electronic music, but no, you hadn't done that yet. No,
2: no, dude, I didn't know anything. Just a wide-eyed, innocent person, innocent young lady from, from Oklahoma. Oklahoma, no idea what was going on. Anyway, I saw Reverse Osmosis perform, and I was like, "That's the group I want to be in." They were really good. Just their performance was great. They were very in tune, which I care a lot about. But it was funny, once I like went to callback, there was some connection that I immediately had with the vocals. I found it so funny that I had missed them performing and I kind of didn't care about who they were. But once I went back to callbacks, it was obvious which group I was supposed to be in. Even though like then I got into both groups and they were calling everybody that night like, okay, well, which group do you want to be in? And I was like, oh my God. Uh, And I was at a party somewhere, (laughs) the engineer. Frat house. I was not cool at all. Sitting there at like 11 30 because they were trying to figure out who they're going to come over and, of course, then induct you into the group and whatever they put the hoods over your heads and make you drink blood and light candles. Yes, and... exactly. Oh, and that was the <laughs> other thing I had tried out for reverse osmosis and singing soprano, which I had been doing a lot and really blended with the other sopranos. I was like, this is really fun. I'm rocking this. But then I went to call back to the vocals and I was like, oh man, this is the group. These are my people. And just at least at the time, they were. Totally my people. And anyway, I ended up choosing them. Just the phone call with and I was like, what am I doing? I got to be in the vocals. I'd never seen them. I didn't know if they were good, but I was like, <laughs> fuck it. I'm going to be in the vocals. That was the beginning of the end, I suppose, of my <laughs> past acapella lane. Anyway, we recorded at a studio called Asylum Studios in Los Angeles that any super acapella nerds, Gabriel Mann, who is now like a famous television composer, well, I don't want to say very into acapella because on the off chance that he hears this, I and then gives me a bunch of shit about it later <laughs> like, <laughs> but, but he came from acapella <laughs> he was he was into it yeah <laughs> he loves the harmony and vocals okay let's be honest but he started this studio with a couple other people that he was in an acapella group called spiral mouth as anyone else in the acapella world will know we all know each other like once you get in all of these lines start to cross so i met chris Christopher who was in who's in Aurora and Sonos he was recording at the studio and he was recording Mm -hmm. the vocals so that's basically how I got in the group I was like telling him how I was sort of sick of college and why I really just wanted to be performing and I also had like waited to go to college but anyway (laughs) I joined the group because he basically was like listen we need another girl in the group would you like to do it and I was like yeah I would so and there's the end that's the end of the story
0: (laughs) I mean then your life must have just taken a left turn because bioluminescence is my favorite album of all time like I don't even breathe when someone asks about acapella and I'm like well you can listen to all these like covers and they're fun and the poppy stuff that the college but if you really want to know what acapella people listen to here this is it this is the one that everyone holds up as the gold standard for what acapella can be I mean you guys turned everyone and been like oh like we don't just have to sing Jinjodo and you know make (laughs) us sound like a complete replica of what you heard on the radio you can make things your own and you can make weird noises and you can mess with them like you'd mess with a guitar and you can there was just so much that you all did to change the game what was that like getting into it a
2: lot of that's Chris because he was really and a lot of it is Gabe too influence us spiral mouth influenced us a lot and of course because christopher worked with gabe that seeped into his ether of what he was then arranging and then of course Chris in- influenced me and in how I arrange. And of course then all of the other arrangers in Sonos and Aurora definitely influenced me. And it was a really uh, wonderful, just a great experience and a platform to experiment exactly what you're saying with different sounds and different approaches, as opposed to just the Jin Joda, which we've all done. <laughs> we've all yes, done we have. one of my favorite ar- arrangements of the Vocals, which we only sang a couple times, but it had like dot or some kind of Jin Jada <laughs> (laughs) That was a line I love that that made it in
0: I just remember that Snow Day did a show with you all When you were here at like Jam and Java And we purposely ended a song with some stupid acapella syllable (laughs) Just to make Chris angry We're like, we're just gonna (laughs) dow at the end Or just do something stupid right at the end And like very exposed It was a really fun joke for us Let's talk a little bit about that evolution
2: Because you guys went from Most of you did college acapella, yeah? all of you all of us except Kathy she was doing vocal jazz and she and I mean well they're not the same but i'm sort of like okay y'all are sisters okay (laughs) acapella and jazz even though if she if she ever hears this i don't know i won't tell her i'll just tell her to skip this section we'll have her on and let her do her rebuttal it's fine i love that perfect yeah but she came from the vocal jazz world and she had met jess doing vocal jazz but jess and chris were both and paul were all three in awaken acapella which is a ucla group and then ben went to UC Irvine and I actually don't know if he was doing acapella there but he was singing, he's the beatboxer and has a similar like classical journey that I do but he and Paul had been in a duo all of high school and they'd done barbershop and all stuff so he was also kind of doing his acapella thing. Jess and, this is so funny, Jess and Paul and Ben all went to the same high school. It's like very like (laughs) they ended up like sort of a different time but Jess was coming up and like knew oh wow this is Ben and Paul from their <laughs> little, I can't remember the name of the group, but anyway, they had like a little quartet thing. Anyway, so most of us, yes, were in some kind of vocal. We knew how to sing harmony and without instruments. Let's just say.
0: But I mean, you can tell when you when you listen to your music that you all have some kind of classical or jazz training because that that comes through. Because a lot of groups will just kind of throw all of these effects on there, mm. but not pay attention to, like you said, knowing how to blend and make mm-hmm. real harmonies before you start tweaking it
2: yeah that I think I we may have opened Pandora's box in a way because I think when we did that it was really exciting and a lot of people rightly so wanted to do that and experiment in those ways but then would be like wait why doesn't it that was another misunderstanding that we encountered later people were like oh well they're not really doing it right the, like the pedals are doing it. and I'm like okay we don't that isn't that isn't true like that's right. not well, the pedals aren't doing any of the singing for us in fact if you sing into this it's gonna sound even worse if you sing into a delay. That's like, ooh, it's gonna sound cool. And but if you sing out of tune and delay, it's just gonna repeat the out of tune terrible singing for everyone right so in a way actually for me it, it made me a better singer for sure because you like oh god wait <laughs> we we'll have to be like really in tune or, and rhythmically accurate or else it's just gonna be it's gonna sound like noise so it was really fun and exciting go off into those unknown places for me and I get for some people it was a little like sacrilegious, oh, tech religious but for me I was just it's not technically of the chapel at all so we're already a, a little tiny ensemble singing church music. So to me, we're already off the bat. So I didn't really care. But also about- who who made the rules? <laughs> like who cares? Hey, that, yes, that's a really good point. Yeah, like I unless mean, you're in a
0: competition yeah. that specifically says you have to just use your voice, yeah. you know, then let's eliminate the microphones because as soon as you put yourself on a microphone, you can EQ it, you can put delay, you can put reverb on it. Yeah, so, that's true. I mean, that argument can go
2: so far. <laughs> I, yeah, no, I agree. I agree with that.
0: We always pointed to you because, you know, my group got inspired Well, my Charlie, my husband was like, is still obsessed with Chris and wants to just do everything that Chris does. So I have probably... 15 pedals sitting in my garage that we've used off and on. But we always, when people talk to us, they're like, Oh, that's cheating. And I was like, Well, is it cheating when the guitar plugs into the pedal? Because that's what we're doing. So if you don't Mm -hmm. play the guitar right, (laughs) that pedal's not gonna fix it. It's just going to amplify and put effects on bad guitar playing. So yes, exactly. Well said. (sighs) So what are you doing now? I see that you guys still go out and sing together occasionally, and I would love you know, go to a festival and see your faces and hear your voices live again. That would be lovely. Come on, pandemic. No,
2: I know, right?
0: I know you do all kinds of other things outside of Aurora. So
2: what are you up What am I up to? Well, well, as you said, the live performance has pretty much dwindled to nothing, sadly. Because when you're singing, you're basically breathing on people. And when you're in a group of people, then a giant group of people is then just breathing. So right now, it's been a little bit tricky tricky to find ways of doing some performance. We were doing these weekly shows just as Chris and I were doing a little duo. Our duo is called Somebody's Favorite and we've been writing music and I do a lot of stuff on the loop station. So a, a lot of our pieces are kind of built uh, like somewhat off of that or Chris will write a whole track and then be like, how the fuck are we going to do this live? We can't just play the track, even though he's like, no, I worked hard on the track. We need to play the track. I'm like, okay, we'll <laughs> eventually, but I'm going to also like figure it out on a loop station and that'll be kind of cool in front of the performance. So we were doing that our duo at this little place in North Hollywood. We had like a residency there, which was really fun. And it's like free band practice basically
0: with free food, which was really fun. But The the gigs with free food are always the best ones. I love the free
2: food. (laughs) And it's like free pie, which is delicious. Oh my gosh. After several weeks of it, I was like, okay, I need not eat this pie. I'm just going to like turn into a pie. So but when the pandemic hit, obviously those shows went away. Then like numbers in our our city too, I'm in Los Angeles. So it's like the numbers are kind of out of control for a long time. It was funny when they were going back down, we were like, oh. Okay, we can play another we can play some more shows. We booked another show and booked several because they were like, Oh my god, yes, residency's coming back. We we miss you guys. And then like the Delta variant was a huge thing. And like all the numbers started going up and like there were no emergency room beds. So the mayor was like, uh, We're just gonna have to do another mask thing and like everyone's gonna not be indoors. Well, no live performing. And that mandate was going in effect the day after, our, like, first show, which was so funny. I was like, Well, I guess we're getting it in right into the wire here. But I think those shows are going to come back pretty soon, which would be really nice. We have done some things on Zoom or like Instagram Live, just Chris and I, because it's a little bit easier to coordinate. And also, Ben has been in law school. He just graduated law school. So he's kind of been a little bit buried in underneath a pile of books. So he hasn't exactly <laughs> had like a lot of time to come and practice or play with us. So Chris and I kind of had been doing these sound baths. I don't know. Maybe some people have seen this on Instagram. When I was teaching yoga at this yoga studio, which also closed during the pandemic sad face we were doing these things called sound bath meditations because the manager at the studio at the time asked me if i would just do a meditation workshop this was like several years ago and i was like yeah sure i could do a meditation workshop and then i went home and i had like heard the term sound bath, and i was like oh wait a second i feel like that's what i should do because that's something i have to offer to this community is my musicianship so Maybe I can do some kind of sound bath meditation. And she was like, I think that's a great idea. But then I was researching. I saw later, oh, sound baths are like these bowls and gongs and like all these like crazy instruments. I have bowls. I do. I have cool. they bowls. They're they're really powerful. Like the vibration is so intense. But I just got out my loop station and I was like, I'm just going to do looping stuff. And then I was like, wait. Hey, Chris, you want to come do this with me? Because we just work so well together. And I knew that he wanted another musical outlet you know and he has said to me he's like this is my new this is my favorite thing that we do these sound baths so that was really fun and, and over the pandemic we did do some of those on zoom which was like anyone can know it was a little bit of a technical nightmare here um, let me
1: um let me get some chakra vibrations over zoom yeah, yeah exactly zoom, yeah, zoom's yeah, like yeah. built to stop all of that Just I like... know
2: yeah it was like a whole muting fiasco where you would mute everyone but then somehow someone would be unmuted leading this meditation and everyone's relaxing, but then somebody's like, hey, Ralph, can you turn down the, you know?
0: (laughs) (laughs) You hear somebody doing their dishes or
2: (laughs) dog barking. So that was a little bit of a, there was a learning curve with that. So those are some of the other things that we've been doing that obviously kind of, we weren't as able to have as much freedom with that during the pandemic. Luckily, I was still getting some, and I still have, I'm getting some like, just, I I don't know, like commercial gigs where Mm -hmm. you're like, sing for different commercials or do like voiceover. Oh, you know, out now from whomever. Batteries not included. each each (laughs) sold separately. This is an
1: amazing transition because (laughs) if I find out that you were in any way, shape or form, anything in any of those Barbie movies that you put out there, my daughter might lose her mind. Like that's our thing, man. That's our thing. (laughs) We lay in bed on Christmas every week and we watch all the Barbie movies that are out there, even the ones we've seen before. are huge fans over here and I happened to IMDb you and I was like oh so (laughs) tell us about your voice acting because I tell you I think the voice acting on those Barbie movies if you did any of that but even the music I think it's great I think it's phenomenal it's highly underrated so I just want to know all about your voice acting and how that's been going (laughs) for
2: you well a lot of it I'll sometimes do VO which is the voiceover. The VO gigs that I get are usually more, I haven't done like a actual like movie character before. In the Barbie movies, it's like the pop songs is basically what I'm singing. And it's usually it was. the power ballad of like, you know, in act two when she's going to like rise up and, you know, whatever, light up the world or whatever it is. With her closet. Exactly. Or her like mermaid power or whatever. I think one was a Christmas fairy.
1: I think you were.
2: Oh, I, I definitely have a lot of times too part of my job as a vocalist in Los Angeles is that I basically educate the actors on how to sing because a lot of times with high school musical for example or like school of rock any of these shows I was doing with school of rock I, I did basically every track any track on that and any of the like sweetener vocals in the background is me and like our the team that I was working with my voice is on the lead but then the actor like listens to it and they're like okay okay so sing it like that okay cool and then the actor or actress does the singing and I, am I not supposed to say actress anymore I don't even know <laughs> whoever was acting so they a lot of times Sometimes my vocal will get replaced and that's just part of the job of teaching these kids how to sing which some totally can but a lot have a lot of issues with that so it's really helpful to have something as we all know it's helpful to have the track in your ear or right. a powerful singer like holding down your part and you're like oh it gives you more confidence I'm kind of like the training wheels uh, for a lot that's of' really these cool child actors in the Barbie movies specifically I'm usually I think some of that is on IMDb, the certain movies or whatever but yeah sure my stayed on those so. So that's fun. And a lot of times people will be like, okay, cool. So we need to do the backs and we're probably going to leave it in just the lead in, just to be like a sweetener. I'm like, okay. <laughs> so it's a classic. So it's the Rachel show the is what you're, what you're saying. Doing the challenging vocals of like doing all these harmonies or even singing the lead, but it's like the steroids in the background that's pumping up the sound. So
1: I love it. Yeah. I it's think pretty it's pretty fun. I think you bring up a really cool option for people who have this love of acapella and harmony singing another avenue that they could pursue that there is, you know, you may not get all the accolades and the everything like that was the voice, blah, 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 but you know, it's using your talent and you do get to hear it. And it's kind of cool when you know, like, Hey, look, that's me. My voice made it in there and you just get to walk away and
2: yeah, it's super fun. It's really fun. And I'm glad I'm lucky that uh, work slowed down, but it didn't like completely go away. And I'm so glad that we were pretty consistently still getting a lot of gigs. And so that was really, really nice. It was nice, especially since all live music went away. So I was like, okay, some people still need me to sing, but I'm definitely looking forward to being able to hopefully perform for people again. Cause it is definitely different to perform for a screen I can only imagine
1: California has to be just like percolating, like the whole state must just at least what Hollywood area must just be ready to explode right now because they haven't been able to have that outlet. I'm just imagining all those creative people that are just like,
2: "Ah." (laughs) (laughs) it's showing up in a lot of strange driving.
1: Let's just say. <laughs> what the LA area needed more straight. I mean, like, driving. is that that doesn't seem abnormal to me? <laughs> oh man! I think it's coming out in the content, but I, in some ways, it's great. We're getting some really great content, and in other ways, we're getting content where I'm like, I think the pandemic's getting to you. <laughs> I think we need somebody needs to go check on. Go check on them and make sure
2: they're okay. Have they gone yours. on a walk? Have they been outside? Have you gotten any fresh Are you fresh drinking air enough air? water? <laughs> oh my God, speaking of, no.
0: That's the worst part about wearing a mask is like I notice like if I'm wearing a mask for like four hours, I'm like, ooh, yeah. I forgot to drink anything. Mm. I think it's
1: because it, it's a it's an inconvenience, you know?
0: Especially if I'm in a space where I'm like, I don't want to take my mask off in here even to just take a sip of water. Um, you haven't gotten was, one of those that like... No, but me and my son laugh because every time we're out and we get something with a we're like we try to like almost put the straw like through the mask and then we're yeah. like uh
1: nope i want to make masks for caroling amanda that have the little like grommet circle and the little flap under the flap stick your straw through and then just yeah just make us little straw pouches or a little slit just put
0: a little slit right there oh my gosh well hopefully we don't have to wear masks to carol this
1: year that would be lovely oh my oh gosh yeah I, I wasn't sure it's
0: not in.
1: although when it's no. cold it's quite nice yes.
0: we did learn last year the few gigs that we did and we were masked, we are like, oh, this is kind of nice. My face is warm. <laughs> <laughs> that's true,
1: I don't actually, care if I yeah. sound muffled
0: to you. I'm nice and warm <laughs> under here.
1: <gasps> oh, that's funny. Well, everybody, thank you so much for joining us. It's been such a pleasure. This was my first introduction to Rachel bear, but I am hoping that it will not be my last. I want to see her perform live someday. Amanda keeps promising me all these things she's going to take me to. So Rachel, <laughs> you'll be on that list too. It's a, the list. Yes, it's always good to Amanda, be Amanda has made a new list. <laughs> so the list now is for Chris. We're good. Of who I get to go see and listen to. So thank <laughs> you all. And I hope that you have a wonderful day, rest of the week, wherever you are, whenever you're listening. And we'll see you next Tuesday. See you next Tuesday.